On this episode of the 520 Collective Show, we are diving into conspiracy theories. No, not the ones that the whole world is talking about, but the ones that people in the body of Christ is talking about. Those that are creeping their way into the church and what it could mean for the body. That's right, man. We, we It's getting real. It is getting real on this one. So y'all stick around. Make sure you dive into this with us. Let's go. Hey, yeah. Message heavy. Dope rhyme show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready. Keep it steady. Beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the light go confetti. Yeah. Message heavy. Dope rhyme show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready. Keep it steady. Beat it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the light go confetti. Just a flip of the watch. It's game time. Game time. time. Flip of the watch. It's game time. Game five. Just a flip of the watch. It's game time. Game time. Five twenty collective. Listen every day or get robbed. I'm kidding. Five twenty boys is different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five Twenty Collective Podcast. And shout out to Kingdom Club Apparel for sponsoring this episode. With summer quickly giving way to fall, now is a great time to check out the new merch available at KingdomClubApparel.com. There are plenty of dope new shirts, sweaters, hoodies, and more available. That cross to the Kingdom hoodie is certainly calling my name. Again, big thanks to Kingdom Club Apparel for sponsoring this episode. Also, I can't forget about our Substack subscribers. Want to be a producer of the next episode of the show? Sign up for a premium subscription now to be a show producer and get access to exclusive premium member content as well. Hit up 520collective.com slash Substack now. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into this month's pod. You know what it is? I'm Eric Boston. You can hit me up on Twitter at Eric Boston three. And I got my guy, KD, the vessel with me. What's up, KD? Yo, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Man, we good. We good. Who who, who you want to shout out, man? Yeah. And where do people tap in with you? Ah, uh, well, shout out to uh, all of those spicy folks, man, who got that CHH Spice collab sponsorship, Uh-oh. all of that super dope flavor that's coming soon to a grocery store near you, which is super crazy. But um, it is what it is, man. Definitely new territory um, for the genre, man. So good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, congrats to those who were uh, selected. Um, man, and just a uh, shout out, man, to the whole squad as usual, man. Everybody, the whole 520 team. Um, we love you guys. Um, we can't do what we do without you all. So um, big ups to the entire team and the entire squad. And uh, you can catch me uh, on Twitter at Yielded Man. Yielded Man. Yeah, man. And shout out to our guy, Zero for Hire. He's on hiatus for this episode. But our guy, the website guru, the master of all podcast theme songs, Picasso Ramirez, stepping in and filling in for our guy, Zero for Hire. What's good, Casso? Yo. Yo. Yo, you guys been trying to get me in for like two years now. Yeah, well, Man. you know, you're one of those haters that I shouted out, I guess. I, I, am, <laughs> I, am, I am a hater, but you know what? The reason why I hate is because hate has a name. But don't get me started. All right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, how you feeling? I'm good, bro. 
yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah. A, it's been a long, long couple of days, but I'm good. Right, right. Woke up late this morning, and I'm gonna go to sleep late tonight, so it'll be all right. It'll be good, man. It'll be good. I know you've been busy, man. Um, some new music from Picasso Ramirez. Hey. Yeah. You know the boy don't stop. I mean, you know, for those of you know, fifteen people that listen to my music, you know, <laughs> you know, every three months or something. So, man, I don't think they know about your work ethic, though, bro. Like you, you are, uh, you're gaining fame and notoriety, man, uh, for infamously having like three albums um, on backlog, bro, um, that nobody's heard. So, you, uh-huh. you, you're a workaholic, man. I appreciate it. Only if they knew, bro. Well, man, let's let, let, <laughs> let's let's help them know, man, because you got a new a new project. What's what's the title of the project? Uh, the title of the project is a million little things. A million little things. Well, man, let, let's let's give them a taste of it right now, man. Here, here's a little sampling of a million little things right here on the Five Twenty Collective Show. Yeah, man, that's what's up. You should definitely go support this project from our guy, Picasso Ramirez. Man, Picasso, how did they get tapped into what's happening with you? Man, absolutely. They can just go to PicassoRamirez.com and you can find all things Picasso Ramirez there. Picasso Ramirez website is coming soon. Fortunately, because I'm always working on the 520 stuff, I don't have time for my own website. So. As you should be. As you should be. That's man. the way we do it around here. So, yeah, man. And we got a, um, man, we got some sort of topic that we're going to dive into on this show, man. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure that you guys are sticking around. Uh, for the whole thing, because I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, but before we do, Katie, you know what we got to do, man. We got to dive into this word, man. Yeah. We got to start this show off on a high note here. So, man, t- talk to us a little bit, man. What what are you bringing to us this episode? Absolutely. So, um, you know, and, and, and as the Lord leads, we always try to tie whatever scripture that we're using into uh, kind of some of the things that we'll be discussing and talking about during the show. Uh, so for this episode, we are looking at First Timothy, the third chapter and the 15th verse. And so here, Paul writing to his young charge in the Lord, Timothy, um, and, and giving him instruction about how to lead, how to serve in the role as a pastor. And he says in verse 15, again, 1 Timothy 3 and 15, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. 
Um, and just Paul here, you know, saying effectively, hey, I'm hoping to come to you and we can kind of you know, talk about these things and I can exhibit these things for you in person. But if I don't, you've got this set of instructions here. And I think what's important and what's pertinent and, you know, what will tie into, you know, this time together where we fellowship and we kick it and we kind of hash out this particular topic is the fact that Paul refers to the church, you know, the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Um, I think if we if we see church different, we do church different. Um, and and I, I think a lot of what church is supposed to be gets lost in what we've seen it become in a lot of pockets and um i think even picasso just mentioned like you know some platforms are just there for the entertainment value and unfortunately we see that in the church um some platforms are there and i'll say it's it's, it's extremely difficult to be doctrinally sound and not engage in in walking people through this because and through this life because that's what scripture does it sound doctrine involves individuals being able to practically apply these things to their lives and then to walk them out but with so much information that is out there the reason why it's so easy for people to get duped and to believe some of anything and everything is because one either they're not going to a ministry that's in truth that believes that the church is the ground and the pillar of truth where truth emanates from why because we're supposed to represent god or jesus christ the truth um but then you know two we may find ourselves in places who have allowed other things to kind of come in i'm gonna take that and so again if we see church the right way then we'll have the right perspective and we'll do church the right way and we'll desire church the right way and again this is a huge part um of being able to make sure that we don't get sucked into a lot of different things that are going on in the world right now so again here paul reminding timothy of what he has in his hands the house of god so for those of us who talk about you know uh, you don't need to go to church no this is the house of god which is the church of the living god which is the ground and the pillar of truth those those statements are important yeah, man, and you know, I, I I said we we got us a topic for this episode, and without going too far into it, let, let me just say we're we're jumping in feet first into it uh, <laughs> on this one, man, because we're we're talking about conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists within the church, within the Christian faith, man. And here's what do I'm telling you, we got we got to read verse 16 as well on this, man. We got to read verse 16 because. Yes, he says all that that you had said, man, but he follows it up saying, without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. Paul's just laying it out there, man. He's saying, hey, you want to see the original conspiracy theory? The greatest conspiracy theory? Man. Is the people saying, is this what really happened? Is this the truth? Is this <laughs> accurate? Yeah. Come on with it, man. Picasso, what do you think? Man, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, I think that in the body, man, we, we tend to actually hold on to things that we have no actual proof of. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are in the body that are operating off of hearsay versus actually living out and seeking out the, the truth of the gospel for themselves, you know, and so it actually affects negatively your walk 
um, and you can actually be walking backwards while you're trying to do the right things. Yeah, man, here we are. It is Katie the Vessel Zero for Hire, who's actually not here, but our guy Picasso Ramirez <laughs> is sitting in on the 520 Collective phone line, and I'm Eric Boston. And we told you guys we are jumping into this whole thing feet first. We don't know where it's going to end up, but we know it is some sort of topic that we got to talk about on this show, man. That is conspiracy theories within the church man so i'm gonna kind of lay this out i mean i think one thing that we definitely got to do is you know come to agreed kind of definition of just the term conspiracy theory right but i think before we do that why why do we need to talk about when we're talking about christian culture right why is this something that we would even be talking about um and I've, i've been seeing it pop up more and more uh you know there's been some research done some um reports put out saying that especially since the pandemic right so since mid 2020 there has been an increase of people within the christian faith that have started buying more into different conspiracy theories Right Um, now, this is the thing that we know we got to be careful with as well is that some of these things that get labeled as conspiracy theories end up being proven to be maybe not so much a theory as it is actuality. So we do have to be aware of that and be cautious of that. But uh, I guess the thing kind of where to start is why do we think or why do we see as some reasons why? these things have been able to creep in more into the church or be more prevalent. I mean, you know, maybe it's very possible that, you know, people were looking into this kind of stuff for a long time. You know, it was not just uh, something that the pandemic brought on, but maybe it just wasn't as vocal. Maybe it just wasn't as out there. Katie, what do you think, man? Like, why, why do we think we've seen this increase within the culture? Well, I think a lot of <clears throat> things tend to root back to one our fear of god not being what it needs to be and in particular maybe not what it once was um and i i I reference that first and foremost because ultimately and i'm sure this will come up again during the conversation but when we start delving into certain things and we start questioning certain things um especially if there are things that god has already stated his thoughts and opinion in regards to then ultimately what we're saying is that um, we don't believe God. We don't take him at his word when it comes to certain situations and circumstances. We don't believe God's way out of something. We don't believe God's way into something. We don't believe what God is telling us to do in the midst of something. And so we start asking questions that we allow now because we don't revere God in these situations. You know, the, 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 the fear and the anxiety and these other parts to come into play. And they cause us to now, because if I don't revere God the way that I'm supposed to, the things that God is telling me to do that would keep me grounded in the midst of these things that are going on now, I find myself doing less of those. So less reading, less praying. And because of that, then I'm looking at other sources of information. Those things start to taint my reading and my praying, which now I'm doing less. And so now my whole perspective gets messed up. Um, And that's when the doubt comes in. 
And that's when the questions start to, to, to rise up. And, he, you know, and I know it's a topic for an entirely different show. But when we start talking about like deconstructing and things of that nature, it's kind of how we end up into spaces like this. Um, and so, again, you know, not really knowing God like we think we do, knowing of him, but not knowing him intimately um, and then not having that fear and that reverence for who he is and the authority um, that he is and that he's given us. Um, I think those are like really big keys to how we end up in spaces like this. Yeah, man. Because so what's been your experience, man? Have you seen this like firsthand? Have you seen people start kind of talking about more of these conspiracy theories, theory type topics? And what do you, what have you noticed as far as like why they have started kind of leaning towards some of these things? I mean, can, can we really expound on, you know, what some of these conspiracy theories are that, you know, that we are are speaking of for the listeners so that we can, you know, they're going to have an understanding. You know, maybe they don't realize that they are conspiracy theories or maybe they don't understand that, you know, that there are conspiracy theories that are leaking into, you know, our theology or our everyday life. Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the primary, and honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about it. So I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there, and maybe you guys have more of an opinion. Cause, but I think one of the primary ones that we've seen a lot is the whole QAnon. Well, I mean, we can even go to COVID. You know what I'm saying? And how many individuals do we know who refer to it as a pandemic? Right. Versus, you know what I'm saying? And just like kind of that whole allowing that for the believer. We should understand because the scripture talks about it. This is the result of sin. And how long does does sin go before sin gets a consequence? Just because it didn't happen, you sinned yesterday, but you didn't get the punishment yesterday, doesn't mean that the punishment isn't coming. We reap what we sow. But for us to sit back and believe that, you know, regardless of how it may have transpired, this is a supernatural thing. Yeah. But now we want to try to break it down and deconstruct it. To whether we it's it's government induced or you know it, it, it was you know they created it in a lab and then released it on everybody and it's it's control for the, the population and all you know what I'm saying like we there was a lot of individuals who claimed Christ who delved into those aspects of looking at it well and there's also a lot of people who viewed it as the first step in the government looking to shut down churches as well right I mean I think we've we've heard that where. You know, there, I was reading um, some interviews with some pastors where they were like, you know, there's been people in our churches come to me and saying, hey, you know, when are they going to, when are they going to tr- be shutting us down? You know, like, when's that happening here? Because that's where uh, a lot of people fully believe that all that was heading to. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, even with something like COVID, right, where some of those things that believers maybe looking at they might have in common with with, with unbelievers because you know there, there's mm-hmm. there's people there's non-christians that had those same questions or those same thoughts however yeah i find it interesting that there is always like at least some sort of uniqueness to these kind of events as far as the way that it impacts or or the way that it interacts within christian culture as well right because mm-hmm. uh, a non-believer is not going to be worried about oh are they shutting our churches down Right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, that, I think that's a couple of, um, you know, yeah. predominant ones. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. we could look at H one N one, but you know what I'm saying. Like you could go like 
on and on when we talk about like infectious disease and you know what I mean, like stuff like that. But go ahead, Picasso, you about to chime in? No, no, I was just, I was gonna say I've always said that um, you know if it looks like a duck, you know, and it walks like a duck, you know, it must be a duck, right? You know what I mean? And so like if you know I I, I may be a conspiracy theorist, guys, because there's some things that just you know they they look like a duck, they talk like a duck, quack like a duck, smell like a duck. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you call it what it is. And if it if it ends up in my conversation, um, it's because it's affecting me or my family or the people around me somehow, some way. Mm. You know what I mean? Can you debunk a cons- conspiracy? Well, not not really if it's conspiracy because there's no there's no borderline uh, truth to it, but there's no nothing that's that's debunking it either. So it's like, okay, so you're you're saying something's happening. You see something happening. You know something's happening. Something is affecting the way that things are unfolding in your life and the lives of others. But there's no answers to it. Um, but you have all the arrows are pointing to you know whatever whatever it is that the conspiracy is uh, you know is, is built upon, right? Um, you know whether it's COVID, whether it's you know our our government, whether it's you know presidential candidacies, you know whether it's the the whole population control thing, whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No, that's so good. Those, that's those a good point. Some of my thoughts is that I, like if, if it affects what's going on around me, I, I think that it, it does play some some part of our lives. But I think that the way that we handle it and manage it, explain it to our families, and try to make sure that we don't dive too far in to just like being so uh, you know following a rabbit trail, you know, mm-hmm. and getting lost in the sauce. Um, I think that it, it's important for us to be able to learn how to navigate through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's let's go ahead. And let's let's get a definition kind of in place here because I think you guys said some stuff that we definitely need to be hitting on as part of this discussion. But um, really, when we talk about conspiracy theory, we, we got to break it down into two parts, right? So the main term there is a theory, right? Because conspiracy is defining what that uh what kind of theory it is right uh so with theory you got an unproven idea that could be plausible depending on the weight of the evidence right so it's a a theory is when someone is saying something that you know what that that does make sense i don't know if it's right or not we haven't proven it we haven't shown it to be but it doesn't it's not so far-fetched i'm like no that can't happen Right. So that's where we start off with with theory. But then we add in this whole conspiracy aspect of it. And so when we we take it from theory to a conspiracy theory, we're looking at a theory that explains an event or a set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators. Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so <laughs> how you feel? I mean, that, that was the definition that I, that I came across that I found as I was researching for this episode. Um, I guess if you guys have a disagreement there, let's, like I said, well, I want to make sure that we are on the same page when so we know what we're talking about as we move forward here. Mm, I think that's it. Yeah. No, well, we agree. You know, as, um, uh, unfortunately, a lot of it is going to boil down to how an individual or individual groups look at things that are going on. Um, and I think, you know, something that Picasso mentioned is vitally important. Um, you know, we can see those things happening. We can see those undercurrents. You know, we, we, we can see a lot of that. We can refer back to a lot of, um, you know, the homosexual agenda as conspiracy um, and different things that have gotten them to this place 
uh, or to this point. It's going to be really uh, imperative and, and, and really directly connected to how you view that particular set of situations or circumstances because it could be conspiracy to you because you think something is going on and it's not conspiracy to the next person because even if they see certain things they're sitting there and they're like well yeah i understand that this happened but this is why this happened to them it makes sense because it's either like a part of the process or this is how this works versus the person who's sitting there and like I don't know about the process or I think the process should go a different way. So to me, I am being conspirized and I just made that up. I'm being conspirized against. Um, and so now here's my theory. You know what I mean? So I, it, 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 I think it largely has to do with who's looking at what when we start talking about that whole whether it's a conspiracy and then the actual theory portion of it based on that definition. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, so, you know, I think there's one very important question that we have to ask ourselves. And I'll, and I'll set it up this way in saying that, you know, what what happens when someone is called a conspiracy theorist, right? The, you, you get called conspiracy theorist when someone wants to invalidate what you're saying, right? They want to mm-hmm. cast a shadow on your character or on, you know, your beliefs, and so when they say, well, you're just you're just being a conspiracy theorist right now, the way that that is spoken, it's in a way to say there's anyone who believes in a conspiracy theory is crazy because there's no possible way that conspiracy theories are real. Right. Whatever you're trying to bring it at to someone in that manner. Right. If you're going to if you're going to try to debunk somebody, if you're going to try to take away their validity, you got to do it by saying they are buying into something right now or they are speaking something right now that can't even be possible right that's what it means so let's let me ask you this and and picasso you can answer first here are conspiracies a real thing yes or no because if the answer is no we're gonna have to come up with something else to talk to the rest of the the, the second half of the show I, you know, like I said, man, uh, you know, I, I may be a conspiracy theorist, but yes, 100% conspiracies are, are, you know, are real. And, you know, there are things that are going on behind the scenes, you know, that I think that we should be aware of. Um, but like I said before, that it's it's about how you navigate through them. Um, I see some people, some people that you know, dive into them and they get lost in them. Um, and they, you know, it totally uh, takes them off the rails. Um, because they're so they're so lost in this conspiracy um, that they they can't even think about anything else. You know they can't even think about you know well, well I am protected by Christ. If I'm not protected, if I if I wasn't protected by Christ and the things that are going on me, say the government conspiracies, COVID, you know population control, whatever homosexual agenda, you know <clears throat> of course that stuff affects our affects our our uh, our, our the world outside. You know, in the world that we live in, you know, but it's also already written that, you know, that we are going to see trials and tribulations. We're going to go through, you know, plagues and famines and all that stuff before Christ returns. It's like, okay, so you could either uh, give into it and be like, oh, this things are happening. Or you could be like, okay, these are the type of things that, that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. Facts. No, I, that's, that's a huge part. Um of my issue with stuff like this so yes conspiracies are real but at the end of the day again just kind of going back to some of the things that we mentioned the whole world lies in wickedness 
like to put our faith and our trust and our hope in the world as a saint of God is problematic. Well, what's the point of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection if I'm still subject to the things that I would have been subject to, whether I confess in my mouth and believe in my heart? Either way, what's the point? If it doesn't change my citizenship and thereby change my hope and my confidence, like what's the point? So I, 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 I hate, and I, and I'll, I'll use that word. Um, I hate to see it when um, people who profess Christ also find themselves operating from a point and from a place of fear and allowing what they see on the news or what they read in the paper or what they, God forbid, what they see online or what they're hearing from all of these different multiple sources. Everybody with a mic and a computer has a platform or a podcast and a, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these unexpert experts producing all of this content and all of this information for us to be, and the Bible talks about being tossed back and forth and to and fro with every wind and weight of doctrine. That means that every time somebody says something different about a particular subject, I'm leaning that way. Then when somebody else goes, what about the word? What about the, so that's my issue with stuff like that. What about the word? Yeah, that's man. Man, that is a shirt. Turn up. <laughs> Trademark. Hey, yeah. if you're listening, leave it alone. The, the one, the, you know, the one thing that we have to, I think th- this is why we need to talk about these kind of topics though. Right. Because if, yo, thank you for listening so, to the show. Yes, no, it's not over. There's more great conversation on the way. We're going to take a quick break while our guy Darius Mullen gives you a rundown of the music that made waves this past month. Be sure to stay locked in for the rest of the episode. Let's go. August was packed. So much good music to keep up with. You've probably heard about that new indie tribe, Derek Minor and R. Swift. So let me just catch you up with a few dot wave maker picks that might have slipped under the radar this month. Dex the Nerd Who Loves Jesus is back with another boom bap track. This time he's talking about Jesus directly and the highlights on the Sermon on the Mount. Mike Malagies and Sia the Legend slammed us with a new funk inspired song, Control Z, which sounds best loud. California-based MC Namus released his highly anticipated Lot 2 album, a follow-up to 2020's Lot EP. We highlighted that release on our most recent episode of Dino Nuggets, so check that out for some more of my thoughts. Whenever TLS releases, you know it's going to be good, and Knucklehead by GB and Bill B is no exception. Then finally, Mike Wise, Q-Flow, and Prodi the Prodigal brought Philly's finest with Talk to Him, the last single off Mike Wise's Faith Talk project, which will actually be out by the time this airs, so check that out. Our guy Big Swiss did an awesome in-depth breakdown of that project with Mike Wise on episode 6 of The Process, which you can find on our YouTube channel. Like I said, August was slam-packed with good music, so check out 520collective.com and or our Fresh Picks playlist on YouTube to catch some more bangers. For 520 Collective, I've been Darius Mullen. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Boston for Katie the Vessel, zero for hire, zero still on hiatus. We got our guy Picasso Ramirez hanging out on the phone line with us in his place, though. And we have been talking about conspiracy theories within the body, within the Christian faith, within the culture. Uh, and, and, you know, in our last conversation, it was really centered around defining what a conspiracy theory is, right? And, and looking at the validity of some of those different theories that have been out there right because the thing is you know we, we all kind of said yes 
conspiracy theories are real because there are plenty of things that people have said that they've warned about that where they were called crazy for that after some time has passed they've been proven absolutely correct right you know we we brought up covid and we've seen how some of the things that people were getting shamed for during the height of all that as time goes and more research more information comes about it's starting to be like oh wait maybe some people weren't that crazy and so you know i i I asked this the question of why do christians embrace conspiracies and what does it look like as far as people in the body individuals who do kind of embrace some of this stuff and 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 throw up those warning signals right because sometimes it's not necessarily a a matter of their dis of them having disbelief right when it comes to their faith uh, I, I know some people that are like hey you know I, i'm trying to be this voice about this because i want to warn people you know i want people to be safe i want i don't want people to to get blindsided by certain things when it happens right i can see the mm-hmm. writing on the wall so i think in order to consider this and and how we engage and interact with these individuals within the body we got to kind of be able to recognize them right and i kind of i subscribe to a, a guy named curtis martin on substack right he's got a pretty cool newsletter on there uh you can check that out if you want to uh but he did a uh, a post about types of conspiracy theorists within the church Right, and he, he broke it down to four different types of individuals. Uh, I'm gonna run through them real quick, and then we can kind of discuss it and what that means for how we kind of recognize and engage with these individuals and the way you guys see it. Uh, but one, there's outspoken believers. So these are the ones. I mean, these are the guys that you can't miss, right? You know what the you know they're banging the gong, they're standing on the street corner. You can't miss them. You know where what they think and what they believe, especially when it comes to these conspiracy theorists. Then you have the outspoken deliberators. Maybe the people that they're not sure exactly where they stand on it, uh, but they are willing to kind of flirt with some of these ideas and, and debate them. And, and do and they're not afraid to speak about it. Doesn't mean that they are gung ho, you know, just like full on. This is what I think, right? It's it's, it's a hey. Maybe this is possible. Let's talk about it. You know, I'm not afraid to broach this topic, right? Or, or yeah. breach this topic. Yeah. So um, then we have kind of the opposite. We have quiet believers. And for Martin, he actually posed that these individuals could be the most dangerous, right? Because these are the ones who, like the outspoken believers, they're, they're fully in on mm. what they believe here. They are just kind of moving in silence right that you you maybe have no idea that that's where they stand on things and maybe their conversations are behind closed doors and the impact that they could be having right and the last one is quiet deliberators honestly these are people who at the end of the day aren't really conspiracy theorists uh, but maybe something pops up on their social media feed that they're like, huh, you know, and they, they're just, they uh, mull it, it over. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- 
like they might watch a video or they might read an article about something just because it's intriguing to them enough to click on the link but it doesn't mean that they believe it or they're trying to convince other people so those are the four types that martin uh said that we should kind of be aware of what's your guys' thoughts on these types of individuals and do you think that there's any other potential conspiracy theorists that are within the church that we need to kind of be aware of I think it was pretty spot on go ahead bro yeah no no I think the real question is which one are you that's the real real question man (laughs) me I mean I mean (laughs) (laughs) right was that rhetorical bro or just like a general question like I'm just a podcaster. I'm just a radio show host. You know, that's all. I I have to be unbiased. I, I can't have I can't have a belief. No, uh, no I, I think these are uh, you know de- definitely spot on. Um, you know, I, I think the question that comes into mind for me, um, you know, for some of these guys, it's just like what what is the difference here from something that is conspiracy versus something that is you know, bound to happen that you have somebody that, that is that is banging the gong that say, hey, you know, you, you need to be warned about this stuff. This stuff is going to happen. Like, you know, I, I don't know what it could be. You know, it could be an, an, an outbreak. It could be, you know, somebody saying that, you know, hey, you know, uh, your marriage sort of failed because such and such has happened. Whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's, you know, what's the difference between something that's conspiracy Versus something that you know we need to be warned about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and where do we draw the line with that stuff, you know, because you got guys here that you know, like we've said, you know, a couple minutes ago, Eric, that um, you know, you got guys that you know, we've we've proven that some of these conspiracies that people are are speaking up on are true, you know, and they have unfolded to you know to show their face, mm-hmm. you know, so so where do we draw the line at? Do we, we stop listening or we start listening? you're not going to have the answer to is this a conspiracy theorist or is this just someone being crazy um and and throwing out some harebrained idea right you're typically not going to have that answer right away it's going to take some time like we've said before i think the thing that what these last few years has taught me whenever it comes to this is to pay attention to the people that are saying oh no no that's just crazy you know like what are, is that all that they're saying right because like when you take covid for example right there was a lot of doctors that were speaking out about this and they were the ones that like the media and individuals in the government were trying to silence well so i'm gonna go uh to um a scripture real quick and so this is uh first timothy um, it's the first chapter and I'm going to start with verse three. I'm going to just read verses three and four. Um, and this is Paul again, writing to Timothy about being a pastor and the different things that he would or could potentially uh, come in contact with in, in the pastorate and things to look out for and things to be alerted and aware of. And he says here in verse three, again, first Timothy, the first chapter, verse three, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Verse four, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. Do that. So do. This is... Um, one of the biggest issues, and again, I think we've kind of hit on it a couple of times, um, 
first and foremost, again, for us as a believer, um, we have to guard against other doctrines coming into um, the body because ultimately what they end up doing is even if there's not full and total and complete evidence to support why somebody believes what they believe or this seemingly wild accurate, uh, accusation or alleged behavior activity or what have you, usually there's at least some. A good lie includes at least some sort of verifiable information or something that looks like it has the potential to be true in some way, shape, form or fashion. Otherwise, it's not a good lie. It's blatant and people don't buy into it. And so there has to be some sort of connection, something that makes sense on the natural level that gets people to buy into it. So whether I'm your upbringing or something that you're going through, et cetera, whatever it is that gets you to kind of buy into this. Right. The danger therein lies because stuff like this spreads a little leaven leavens the entire lump. And so once you get one person talking about it and they do so with conviction, then that means that they get with another person and they begin to share certain things with that person. That stuff gets in their spirit and it begins to spread. So for us as the believers and as, you know, parts in, in, of, of the body, it's important for us to be able to identify these things because, again, we've got to make sure that we don't get lost in the sauce. We started talking about, you know, George Floyd type stuff and, you know, Black Lives Matters and all of that. You know, it wasn't about us as Christians. It was about us as black versus white people. You know what I'm saying? Like what happened to Christ being first and foremost? Like we put Christianity on the shelf. And a lot of times when we come down to these types of conspiracy theories um, and don't get me wrong, conspiracies exist because of the wicked nature of man. Man is always trying to gain an advantage and he'll he'll step on another man's neck in order to do that, which is, again, contrary to 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 the to the kingdom and how the kingdom operates. But we should be able to to pinpoint these individuals, because, again, if we're trying to have unity and we're trying to get folks on the same page and we're trying to get people to paint the same picture of Christ and him being consistent in God's character and God being consistent, having these other pockets of beliefs and things that one we may not even be able to control if you're going to entertain these um these these sorts of topics are you being aware and are you taking time contemplating whether or not it can be damaging to your witness right uh because ultimately i think that might be the worst of what comes out of this if you happen to buy into some of these theories especially if you go hard after one that ultimately ends up getting debunked right it damages your witness mm-hmm. as a believer or it can definitely has that possibility right so that's why it's important for us to know and you know we've been talking about it but we can dive into some more specifics uh, as to what the bible says about conspiracy theories specifically right you know we've, we've talked about some stuff where it was like hey you know i think you know, if it feels like you know there's a lot of stuff maybe happening with the the church where Timothy's at. You know, we've talked about a lot of what it said, uh, but I did come across an article on Christianity.com talking about how Christians should respond to conspiracy theories and, and looking at it from a biblical standpoint. Man, there's I, I, I want to give you the first one and let you guys talk about it for just a little bit. It, it talks about. And we said this before, right? But ultimately, when we are 
diving head first into some conspiracy theories and grabbing onto it, what are we ultimately doing? We're ultimately fearing what the world fears, mm. right? And, and we're not to do that. We're not to fear the same things as the world. You know, in Isaiah 8, it says, do not call conspiracy everything that this people or that these people call a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear and do not dread it. So that's the, the first thing is don't fear what the the world fears. What were you guys thoughts there? Well, um, without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. That's one. And a lot of times we don't connect the dots between this being an indictment um, and, and any indictment in our faith is an indictment on God. Um, and that's a big deal because what we're ultimately saying again, indirectly is that God can't or God won't keep me, protect me, provide for me in the face of these different things that are going on for us, you know, and I believe it's in, uh, it's, it's one of the older prophets and forgive me, it might be Hosea, um, you know, where effectively, you know, he's like, there's no food on the vine, no cattle in the stall, et cetera, et cetera. You know, in essence, God is still good, even to Picasso's point. And so when we lend credence to these types of things and we allow those things to infiltrate the peace and the rest that comes with having full confidence, um, you know, Paul said we don't put any confidence in the flesh. These things that keep us from putting our confidence in Christ and in the promises of God, which are yes and amen, um, then it becomes an issue. So first and foremost, there's a disconnect between me and God because my faith is tainted. And so there's certain things that I should be able to believe God for that I can't believe God for or don't want to stretch and reach to believe God for because believing in the fake news is a little bit more comforting. Believe it or not, ironically, there's comfort in carnal knowledge because it doesn't take effort to sit back and believe what's being put out there you take it at face value and unfortunately you run with it but it does require if i'm gonna trust god and be intentional with that then i've got to put forth effort in doing that and a lot of times people don't want to do that you know and, and the word says what it says you know and sometimes we you know all the time i feel like we we fail in a way including myself to take the word at face value of what it says and, and try to dig deeper and try to find some deeper meaning inside of god's word you know, the word says, do not fear, you know, what they fear and do not dread it. When God said, God said it, then he said it. He, he meant what he said. Okay. So the second point that Christianity.com makes here is to avoid slander and gossip. And that is something that we were hitting on earlier is like, Hey, if you're going to get into this stuff, make sure that, you know, it's accurate. Make sure you can back it up. Make sure you got facts on your side, right? Cause the worst thing that you can do is say something that you can't prove because what is that until that, that quickly becomes, it is slander and it is gossip, right? So can you prove it? It's kind of the, the next point. And there's a little bit more to this, but, um, you know, in Proverbs 10, it tells us whoever spreads slander is a fool. So not only do you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, but Hey, if you can't prove this, if you are being slanderous and gossip and being a gossip, man, you know, God views it as you're a fool. Come on, Katie. I know you got something. Yeah, you're not a good source. Like it's, it's unfortunate. And then the bad part about it is that you, you know, these type of people get around similar people. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody else that you bring that to, um, they're going to shut it down. 
and you really don't want to hear that and so you you even again whether it's indirectly or not you become a little bit predatory and you're looking for individuals who you may feel as though are gullible and 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 folks who maybe don't know a lot or that you can you know kind of grease your way in and you know kind of lay down your belief system and taint them um there's a scripture um i think it is in matthew when jesus talks about the pharisees and how they go you know they'll encompass land and sea um you know to go make one proselyte and they make that person twice the child of hell that they are um you know these individuals they look to defile other people um and, and it's unfortunate um, because if they would have put forth that same effort and believe in God and believe in the word and believe in scripture, um, it's a great chance that they probably wouldn't find themselves in that space. Yeah, man. And, you know, you talked about it earlier as well, right? Where like, you know, we're in a, a, a time where if you've got a microphone, you know, you can put out a podcast or, or whatever, but man, it, it, I think there was, you know, once people viewed it as you had to have something like a radio show, a television show, something like that to really have like a platform that you are spreading a message with, dude, like, I think there's a lot of people missing the fact that they have platforms, even if it's just you putting a post on Facebook, right? You have a platform. What is it that you're saying? Right. What is it? Absolutely. Are you thinking about what you are hitting post on before you do so right I, I, i've got this book i mean it's kind of along the same line it's called you know before you hit sin talking about you know thinking through how you're replying to people and then you know using emails as that example right but um but now it's you know like sending an email there's a, even with that there's a little bit of a process to it right you got to kind of think you can't just like dude like it takes how long for us to post something on twitter now i mean almost instantaneous right and there's plenty of people who post without thinking you know and and and, and how many people have to go back and backtrack and try to um fix mm-hmm. what they said right um so what are you saying on your platforms? Are you avoiding slander and gossip? Are you keeping yourself above reproach or not? It's a great question. Yeah, man. Uh, social self-examination. Right, right, exactly. The uh, the third point here is, you know, ultimately, what where's our focus supposed to be? Our focus is supposed to be on the word, right? Um, when we go to Philippians 4, what, what does it tell us? where our thoughts need to be right we need to fix our thoughts on things that are true honorable right pure lovely admirable why because these things are excellent and they are worthy of praise are all these things if it's a conspiracy is it something that's necessarily worthy of praise whether it's true or false probably not right probably not Picasso what do you think there man as far as making sure we're focused on God's word. I mean, it's, you know, it, we have to make it vital. It, it has to be a part of a part of our God. Like, I, you know, if we're, we don't belong to the Lord, then the things of the Lord are not going to be on our heart. Uh, they're not going to be on our heart, you know, in, in the forefront of our lives. Um, you know, and those that are seeking the Lord and they don't necessarily 
uh, have a relationship with the Lord, um, you know, but if you're seeking, then that, that means that God is God has intervened in your life. And so if that's if that's the opportunity that you have, then, you know, um, you know, we need to make the word of God our, our, our step stool, um, you know, and our springboard to faith. Um, because otherwise, um, we're just holding on to empty nothings. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but, you know, a lot of people like to almost play it off and, and try to be like, oh, well, that's not my fault that I randomly had this, you know, thought that I decided to share because I didn't take time to really think about, you know, like we we try to pass the buck a little bit. But what is the Bible? Tell hey, yo, we're supposed to, you know, in Second Corinthians 10, it tells us we're supposed to take captive every thought. We're supposed yeah, to have ownership and, and mastership over those thoughts right yep even it gets planted it's up to us to decide what we do with it you dwell on it or you dispel it you you cast it down or you entertain it that 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 part is is up to us right yeah so so think about you know what you're focusing on accept or reject yep absolutely absolutely but yeah you know think about what you're choosing and allowing yourself to focus on right because uh we we can't just try to pass the blame on that 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 comes back to us right and finally the last point which makes sense it's almost self-explaining self-explainable here uh but i know you guys will have some thoughts on it but um as to why it is so important right and that is to just simply obey god's commands what happens and what's the result if we are obeying those commands man to be spiritually minded is life and peace enough said right if we're if we're doing the things that we're supposed to do we're not going to get led astray we're not going to venture into a, a place that we're going to have to get ourselves out of a hole right sorry picasso go ahead no, no, you're all, you're all right. I'm paraphrasing here, but I believe it's a First uh, Corinthians, uh, where you know where it tells us that we will be punishing all disobedience with our obedience. Um, you know, and so and through our obedience, all disobedience will get will get laid down and, and put away in our path. So, okay, so I want to get some final thoughts here from you guys man after this whole discussion that we've had to this point about conspiracy theories you know how they become more prevalent within the culture how we are to deal with and interact with people within the church you know that might buy in and, and be labeled conspiracy theorists like what's some final thoughts that you guys have had like has there been anything that um you know, has kind of just come to your attention during this conversation, man, that you're going to walk away from here, maybe thinking about in a little different way. I, I think there's a level of conviction there that, you know, that if, if we are entertaining, um, you know, anything that's, that has quote unquote conspiracy to it, you know, does it, again, does it add to your daily life? Does it, you know, make your life better? Is it, is it one, is it, you know, um, taking your thoughts away from, uh, the promises of the Lord? Um, and I, you know, I think there's been some conviction, you know, just in my, my heart that, you know, yeah, I, I hold true to some things, 
um, you know, personally that I, you know, that I, that I feel like are, are true. Therefore, they're not, they're not proven. Um, but there are definitely, you know, conspiracy to them. Um, and I have some thoughts and, and reservations about things because of that stuff. Um, you know, but again, if, it, if I'm holding on to that stuff, um, am I holding on to God's truth at the same time? And can I have, can I have those thoughts and those conspiracies and God's truth be, be in balance at the same time? No, absolutely not. One of them has to take precedence. Facts. That's a good point, bro. Very good and well stated. Um, I mean, it's a, it's the truth that, you know, we have an adversary who's after us. Um, and, you know, he doesn't pursue us less once we give our lives to Christ. Um, but then there's also truth that Jesus said in Luke 10, you know, behold, I give you power to trade over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. So all of these different things that go on, they are the power of the enemy and what he wields. Um, uh, in the earth realm what you know what he's been allowed to do um, Jesus said be of good cheer I have overcome the world um, and so again at the end of the day it's really important I'm glad we had this conversation but it's vitally important for us for our homes for our households for our communities and for those individuals who will come in contact with um, and if we say that we're believers then you've got to believe and not just when it's comfortable and convenient um, but if this is a lifestyle then uh, that's exactly what it needs to be true 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 and i want to hear what everyone listening has to say so make sure you go 520collective.com get tapped in with us whether it's through social media email through substack where our newsletter is and and give us your thoughts man what do you see when it comes to this particular topic let your voice be heard again if you found some value in this episode and you want to give back don't forget about our value for value model go ahead and become a producer of the show you can do that by going to 520 slash substack clicking on be a producer and we've laid out some ways that you can do that as well but let us know man shout out to our guy zero for hire he'll be back on here very soon uh but Picasso, man, appreciate you stepping in while Zero was away, man, and kind of filling that seat there, man. We 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 were glad you're here. We hope that you're not a stranger to the show. I appreciate you for having me, man. It's uh, you know, it's it's been a minute talking about it, so um, you know, it's it's good to get back out there, bro. Yeah, man, and we got more great stuff coming down the pipeline man so make sure y'all are tapped in with us thank you for listening to this month's episode of the 520 collective show we'll be back next month with another great installment go to 520collective.com and sign up for our newsletter to keep up to date on what's happening around here and catch past episodes you may have missed let's go Hey, uh, message heavy, dope rhyme show, they not ready Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears And hear the truth when the life go confetti yeah. Message heavy, dope rhyme show, they not ready Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears And hear the truth when the life go confetti Just a flip of the watch, it's game time Game time, time. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time Game five, just a flip of the watch, it's game time Game time, twenty Yeah.